This week's incredulous installment features commentary from comrades Scott, Joe, and myself on the news platter. New Massachusetts budget is full of holes, so the healthcare, education, infrastructure, and estate taxes are leaking out. Another train with dangerous cargo and a tenuous relationship with the track. Eli Lilly compromising a little of its ass to save its face. Chief Justice Roberts takes a turn fumbling the hot student loans potato. A lawsuit against Google that we manage to dislike. A gut-wrenching report on child labor in the Imperial Corps. And absolute bullshit lies about China. Slams this week are full of silt and volcanic ash. Primordial interest of the United States, over which for a century we have fought wars, the first, second Cold War, has been the relationship between Germany and Russia, because united they are the only force that could threaten us, and to make sure that that doesn't happen. The policy that I would recommend is the one that Ronald Reagan adopted toward Iran and Iraq. He funded both sides, so they would fight each other and not fight us. The... is an AI-generated Twitch stream. It's a a constant loop of an AI-generated recreation of the steamed hams thing from (laughs) The Simpsons. And it's pretty entertaining, so I have to recommend it. Um, Welcome back to the Epoch, folks. It's March 1st. We've all had a rough day. The (laughs) thing that is going to happen with AI is that so much AI-generated content is going to be on the internet that, like, there's going to be a weird feedback loop where everything is just in this fucking ethereal combination of so many actual existing things that AI will be pulling new content from, like, prior amalgamated absurdities, and nothing will make any fucking sense anymore. That is the moment that I... AI is going to be amazing because like, yeah, you so know, like, exactly. Cause... Everything is getting progressively shittier because you're like, AI is pulling from copies of itself. Bas- exactly. Exactly. Because like AI, it's going to try to find more, like how it learns and grows is it finds more and more recent examples of the things it's looking for, which means it's going to inevitably run into examples that were created by another AIs and it's just going to keep downgrading and it's going to be amazing because we're already seeing AI cryptids and shit. It's, it's wonderful. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> Everything's just going to oh. be like a generic soup of like semi-recognizable features. There's also the AI, the endless AI loop of the of the of the Seinfeld Feld, uh, Seinfeld Seinfeld uh, episode. Uh, it's Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like it's, no, no. That was no. What just happened is like it's like wait a minute. I know that show and I've seen the last episode. Because I didn't watch a lot of it. I've seen actually seen a good handful of episodes. But the name just like fell out of my head. Like as I was saying it, that I was like, wait a minute, is this how you pronounce it? Or is it was a very weird phenomenon. I had a I had a I had like a real world, real time like Mandela effect. I basically I just passed through multiple universes. I don't know. Anyways, shenanigans. Let's talk about how Boston is gonna be fucked by Maura Healy's terrible tax proposal and budget proposal. 
go off. It's really all <laughs> I of, know how bad it is. <laughs> it's all of Massachusetts going to be fucked up the ass by this, not just Boston. Some of us like that, Joe. Because mm. one of the big items that scares With the consent, shit out of me of this is that uh, Maura Healy's proposal would see Mass House funding cut by over $2 billion as part of an attempt to kick over 300,000 people off the program this year. Uh, why are they doing that? Because they don't want to pay for poor people, like me or Jesse, having health care. Because the federal government's money that we use to supplement mass health is drying up. So, now that the state would be responsible for paying, like, the difference, they don't want to pay the hmm. difference. So they would just rather try to kick uh, people off. Hey, I know a thing that could have solved that. So, Wait a what's second. really kind of wild... You, did that- Joe, did that come through clearly for you? Yeah. Am I sounding like a robot? No. Well, to me, it did. Fuck. It's probably this fucking internet, dude. One day, I woke up, and Carlene was like, I got us T-Mobile internet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Now we have that. It's okay. (laughs) It's great. It's a lot cheaper. Well, if if, if Joe hears my smooth, dulcet sounds with clarity, then I'm all right. But yeah, okay. the thing I was, the joke I was making, you know, that would be great. But like Warwick Healy is also proposing that uh, we also make significant tax cuts, even though to offset the millionaire's tax going into effect, which is projected to generate $1.4 billion of uh, revenue. We're going to get to how the fact that K through 12 education is still getting screwed, even in spite of that in this budget. More Healy's proposed tax overhaul of the state's tax code is estimated that it will cost the state about a billion dollars a year in lost revenue because of the fact that Healy wants to cut the short-term capital gains tax, which is profits on investments held for up to a year, from 12% to 5%. That's going to cost the state about $117 million next fiscal year. Which is something Charlie Baker pushed for last year, and that got shot down. Capital gains are the things we should be taxing. Mora, what are you thinking? Also, Mora wants to get, almost entirely just get rid of the estate tax altogether. Her plan would eliminate the tax on estates valued at $3 million or less by offering a tax credit of up to $182,000. Healy's proposal on the estate tax would cost the state $167 million this fiscal year, $275 million in the next fiscal year, and even though the burden is, to quote the Globe, this proposal is designed to ease the burden on smaller estates that historically have (laughs) filed more than 70% of estate tax returns. The move, Healy said, would address a dynamic that puts the state's competitiveness at risk. Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, like, these are the places where it's, like, the easiest to take money without causing too much harm, and she's decided to do the exact opposite, which, like, what was, what did she run on? Like, did she have any, like, campaign promises, or, like, did she just, like... She promised to add, like, a thousand jobs of the T, and she's not even doing that. <sighs> but, like, making the state competitive with other states? No. Because libertarian economics, baby! We have the best schools in the country, like, kind of, but, like, moreover, we're the healthcare state. Like, just... Focus on that. I don't know what to say. You know what's really great? The the millionaire's tax is supposed to fund transportation and education. But uh, of the billion, $1.4 billion or so that is going to be generated for transportation and education, do you know how, what percentage of that is going to K-12 through education? Uh, zero. One percent. 
percent. 1%. 1% of the 1%. So of the they're going to get $10 million out of $1.4 billion, with $360 million going towards higher education for fuck knows what. The T's going to get uh, like $180 million, and then the Healy administration plans to take at least 5 to $10 million and create a, what the fuck did they call it? Uh, $5 million for what her administration described as a start cost for a means-tested fares program, which would cut fares for low-income writers. I'm still waiting on my fucking tap pass. Coming <laughs> yeah. Four months later. I-, I would request we only fuck down, please, not up. Let's not do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We only fuck in one direction. Yes. <laughs> And that is down, of course. Being, of uh, course. The fucking down, down begins. No. No, I don't think I will. That's it. That's from the Avengers, dude. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's so, it's like, it's so, like, passive and sad. <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, but more Healy. Uh. Oh, I'm not even finished. Uh, so in the in, in Healy's inaugural speech, Healy promised to propose funding for a thousand more jobs within the MBTA. Though her agency has already struggled to fill vacancies that exist, but Healy's plan does not include additional funding for a thousand new jobs. Instead, what we're actually going to do is includes funding to quote help the T hire. For the unfilled but budgeted vacancies the agency already has. Instead of, like, actually funding a thousand new jobs, we're just going to fund what's already earmarked for funding without spending new money. It's basically what... Oh, okay. It's like what they did with the infrastructure bill of, like, we're just going to take leftover COVID money and just use that instead of actually, like, making new capital investments. We're just going to take leftover money that we haven't used yet. I mean, like, with the COVID money, I kind of, I'm not so critical about that. Well, most of that was, like, corporate giveaway. I'm talking about, like, the federal infrastructure bill, where they just basically took unused COVID money. Like, let's give it to the private sector. Oh, okay. And call it infrastructure. One of these days. Yeah, I mean, the problem problem with the MBTA, like, in addition to the fact that... Doesn't have enough money to do the shit it needs to do. The solution is very simple. Give them more money. They're having trouble filling existing vacancies in labor. Yeah, it's because you're not because paying not enough. Really providing you're not paying supply and demand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when demand is increased, supply is low. Supply is low means that prices go up. In this case, labor. You dipshits need to pay the people more. If they do that, then they won't have any money left over for the fucking huge contract that they're stuck in. They're stuck in? Yeah. I mean, I guess in theory, the MBTA could like contract a new company, but that would be such a clusterfuck. They would basically have to start from scratch. They built an entire factory. You know what I mean? Not the MBTA, but CRRC built an entire factory just for this project. And yet our trains still don't run. Yeah, because we can't afford to pay CRRC because they're a fucking enemy of the state. They're an enemy of the federal government. There's such an enemy that we end up with like orange line cars stuck on I-495. Wait, was that, is that, are you being serious or is that? Yeah, there, there was. No, I know about the fucking, 
I know about the train. No, they've been deemed an enemy of the state because they're a Chinese company. Basically because of the like other episodes, like last episode when we talked about this. It's because the Department of Defense considers CRRC to be... Uh, they want to steal our state secrets or whatever the fuck. It's like a, the means by which the People's Liberation Army <laughs> slowly boil the pot with the frog in it to... Like, That's I don't know, chinese American society or whatever. It's like really weird xenophobia, but like couched in this for like... They're ruining like, our oh, way of life by doing business with us. the American economy. Like everything is directly the fault of the Chinese Communist Party. They always throw the... Communist. They're, no, they're... The Chinese Communist Party. The Communist People's Liberation Army, like yeah, it's a fucking train manufacturer. No, but they're literally building bullet trains. They're trains that are going to become bullets at the right time. Not and even then fly to Washington. I wish we don't even have high speed rail. I know. I nor know. would we. Nor would we after the fulfillment of this contract. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, is there more with more Hilly? Uh, there was like one last passage that was uh illuminating that I found. Quote, business leaders have long pushed for the state to rework the estate tax, arguing it will be an important factor when wealthy individuals and business owners decide which state they call home. The millionaire's tax, which this year increased the state's, oh no, 5% income tax to 9% on income exceeding $1 million, is unpopular among many in the business community, with opponents yeah. pushing Beacon Hill to find other ways to make Massachusetts more tax-friendly. What do you mean, more tax-friendly? We barely have any taxes at all! Yeah, what do they mean more? Yeah. How can we get more tax-friendly? Just get rid of all taxes altogether? Well, the capitalist class knows how much the working class pays in taxes, and so that comment flies because most people aren't really looking at it critically. They think that rich people pay the same taxes that they do. Yeah. I pay more taxes yeah. than most rich people. Yeah, I know. No, we all fucking yeah. do. That's my point. Makes, yeah. I mean, in a just world, we wouldn't have to tax them at a slightly higher rate. We could just expropriate their wealth right before we put them against a wall. They wouldn't be able to make enough money that they need yeah. to be taxed at a higher rate. Yeah, if we're talking about a just world. <laughs> People have been talking, my grandpa tried to like, when I was pointing out like how they're going to cut mass health and all these other t- things, but look, they're going to do like funding for community college. Yeah. $20 million for community colleges. It'll be like, we don't have any money in the budget for like crayons or other writing implements or like paper, but hey, it's great you're here. Even though like all of the budget for like literally anything involving education, most of that probably went toward police overtime or whatever the fuck. Because God forbid we make rich people pay like 4% tax on like anything over a million dollars. So yeah, we'll have a $20 million program for community colleges, but like there won't be any money in the left in the budget to like pay the teachers, keep the schools open, but you can be there. The bar on, on higher education is already extremely, extremely low, even for community college. That used to be free. Yeah. Entirely free. That was a Reagan reform. I came across by accident. I was looking for an extra folder to uh, grab some like tax documents out of my car. And my uh, my mom's younger sister like accidentally came across this like financial aid paperwork and like tuition stats 
for when my mom's younger sister was applying to Johnson and Wales, this expensive, well, it's now expensive college, I think like Rhode Island or whatever the fuck. Oh, and in yeah. the financial year of 1989 to 1990, the tuition at Johnson and Wales, which is a private college, was between $4,000 to $6,000. That's for the entire year. $4,000. One year at Middlesex Community College in 2019 cost me five and a half grand. Where did you go? Middlesex Community College is where I went right before okay. COVID to try to finish up some of my core classes. And that was five and a half grand. And I'd take out like a loan with four and a half percent interest. Yeah, shit with colleges really went downhill with uh, Reagan. And then Clinton piled on by like, hey, let's, let's try to have the federal government make money, turn a profit off of student loan interest rates. Which is why they're so cripplingly high as they are. And now, not only are they not turning a profit, but they're losing like $60 billion a year servicing those loans because so many people have defaulted on them because they can't keep up yeah. with the interest and they go bankrupt. When I was referring to Reagan, I was talking about when Reagan was governor in California. Yeah, that was the beginning of that it, process yeah, where he cut it? the funding for the state Jesse, for the for public colleges. Uh, that was like a campaign, an overtly racist campaign in that the idea was that if you continue to provide education to people of color, then like it'll be dangerous because... Come on, Ronnie. If you have like an educated proletariat, then... The pitchforks are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have that. It was literally the fucking tweet by the guy who was like, oh yeah, my granddad lived in Cuba and he taught us never to learn how to read so we couldn't become communists. Like, I had to deal with this sociology class. We were going over this article from this Cuban exile who had like an op-ed in the New York Times bitching about Cuba. And she was like complaining about these things like, oh, they give like free childcare and like free education and all this other shit. I was not having it. And I was like, oh no, the horrors. They're teaching peasants how to read. They're giving people free health care, free education, free child care. Thing, all things yeah. that in this country people be willing to murder one another for. As a country, we don't believe in the whole notion of like betterment of one is a betterment of society. You know? Yeah. We, we just it's believe in uh, exploiting your fellow man until they uh, stop producing labor value. I'm going to read the exact quote. This was when Reagan was running for re-election and... Uh, this is going to be a good one. His education advisor, a guy named Roger A. Freeman, spoke at a press conference to defend Reagan, who had shut down all of the state campuses because students were protesting the Vietnam War and the fucking bombing of Cambodia. <laughs> so his advisor, Roger Freeman, said... We are in danger of producing an educated proletariat. That's dynamite. We have to be selective on who we allow to go to college. If not, we will have a large number of highly trained and unemployed people. Huh. I mean, we do. <laughs> in this country right now. <laughs> but what I was getting at is how when Reagan did this in California, a bunch of other states took this as like permission to like they saw like the savings of like oh if we don't have to pay for this shit anymore we can take money that was that we were forced to spend in the state operating budgets on colleges and we can do other shit with that if we just decide to not pay for it and so a bunch of states followed suit stopped paying not not necessarily for the racism though that was definitely a component but because simply the states wanted to turn a buck and if Reagan did it in California, why can't we do it here in Massachusetts? Or why can't we do this here in New Jersey or wherever the fuck? And then in the Damn. 90s, the next stage of that progression was the Clinton administration deciding, 
you know what? We want the federal government to make a profit off of student loan interest rates. And then the next stage of that progression is Joe Biden getting George Bush to sign off on the bankruptcy exemption law, which exempts student loans from bankruptcy protection so that we can continue to, at all costs, continue to extract value. Well, and create a permanent underclass at the same time, yeah. Or at least keep the underclass in a constant state of financial precarity thus preventing them from moving out of that class. Yeah, that's a permanent underclass. Yes, yeah. Joe. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, are we talking about that train on the highway? Working on the highway. Working on the highway. I mean, it's a it's Oh, a you mean like the derailment song. in Florida? Is that what it is? Is yeah. that the other train derailment? Because didn't an orange line train like run on a bridge or some shit? One of what the CRC trains did get dropped yeah. off of like a giant truck. Yeah. So like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what happened. It fell off the truck onto the highway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those pictures were very funny. But yeah, what happened with this other train? Like trains? Like, dude, we really shouldn't have broken up that strike. Yeah. Yesterday uh, in Florida, a train carrying 30,000 tons of propane derailed in Florida. Oh. And they're now mm-hmm. having to use infrared goggles to monitor the leaking propane. And the White House has yet to say anything about this, even though it's been a solid day and a half. Yeah, dude. The fuck? Where you at, Pete? The fuck? <laughs> I'm going to throw the clip Pete said last week because it was just the funniest fucking thing ever. Or he's bitching about like, well, it's not fair that private corporations fight us every time we do try to do a regulation and then like makes us actually have to try to do things. So it's not really our fault. We can't do anything. Here's what you do. Pete, Pete, no, come here, Pete. Fucking little (laughs) weasel. Here's what you do. Find 12 of the biggest fucking dudes, you know, and go to the offices of these of these corporations and grab their CEOs and say like they're not going to let you go until you fucking fix this. That's how you do it. That's how the NRLB should be doing imagine things. Pete, Come on, Pete, trying to fucking size up an executive like that. I, I mean, I'll help him. Like, just get like six protesters with you, dude. This is like, this is the one I time we need a Joe Rogan. This is the one time we need Joe Rogan for you. If you want to conform to the shape of our democracy, <laughs> they would oh, mug you every chance you. they got. They would rip your fucking feet off. Yeah, that's what we need dudes who are ready to do that to CEOs of fucking all these companies. Like, give your fucking, give your employees a fucking union. Give them days off. Stop crashing your fucking trade. Stop poisoning the country. I got the vision here. I should be fucking president. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I think train. our society would be a much better place if Scott was running it. No, it we wouldn't. need train Stalin. <laughs> yeah. I demand train Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Reanimate the corpse of Lenin just to have him go yell at Pete Buttigieg. No, have him yell at the CEOs. Fuck Pete at that point. If we would Lenin, dude, whatever. Fuck Pete. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget what Alice from WTYP Pod said. Climate Stalin or bust. And it's true. It's yeah, kind it of is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so that's Fox. Next, it's going to be like, oh, train derail. Like, dude, because they like fucking. Okay, so like uh, behind the veil, sweaty wife. I like to watch like train <laughs> live streams. I like to watch train live streams. <laughs> Fuck you. You like to watch tr- tornado live streams. No, no, no. No, it was the combination of, of sweaty wife and veil. I was just imagining. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Anywho, really? um, yeah, but no, I watch train <laughs> live streams, and they will edit together uh, compilations, and they're fucking, like, they transport weapons on these fucking things. They transport ammunitions, like, oh yeah, dude. the wrong thing's gonna derail. I mean, like, already ha- it already has in, in, in East Palestine, yes, but, like, this is gonna get worse before it gets better, oh, basically, geez. if we're on this track, which actually we're not technically, uh, pun. Talk about an insurance company being bullied into that failed could, prices. Oh my god. Why do you have to shit on yourself like that? What? That was a great pun. What? What was? You, you should have just pretended like you'd made it on purpose. What was the pun that I said? What? what? If you said if we're gonna stay on this track, which we're not. Yeah. No, I was happy about that. I was just moving on. All right. I just thought it okay. was funnier that a, an insurance company was bullied into fair pricing. That's all I'm saying. Is you could have dwelled on it a little longer, okay? We could have milked it. We're not on this track. Oh fuck! I should. I. I where's Where's my applause? Oh god. Oh god. I don't know. <laughs> where's studio? Oh, I don't know where there. No. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> We're still on this. We're still on this track. No, wait a minute. We're off this track. <laughs> I didn't care. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. I know. Incredible. Incredible. Too kind. All right. All right. Talk about true comedic genius. No. Come on. Uh, trying to stay. It was good. It was good. Trying to okay. stay humble All right. over here. Anyways. Talk about Evangelili changing her prices. So, so Eli Lilly... <laughs> Uh, no, Evangelili. She's from Lost. Never mind. God damn it. I have no idea what any of those words she's mean. She's an but actress. Okay. She's fr- no, she's an actress. She's from Lost. She's plays. Is it Wasp? I've never seen Ant Man movies. So I would know. She plays a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. No, but the the broader point is that she's an anti-vaxer. So that, you know. So she truly is a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. We have to go back, Kate. So a couple months ago, we we all had the great fun of when uh, Elon Musk made this really stupid decision to uh, allow people to just buy check marks, and so apparently, more Perfect Union took credit that was for doing brilliant. this. Brilliant! That was absolutely it was. brilliant. A staffer at More Perfect Union created a fake Eli Lilly account, bought the check mark, and then tweeted out, "We are excited to announce insulin is free now." That caused a panic. Then the stock tanked. <laughs> Eli Lilly caught, lost like $60 billion off of that one tweet. Peak shit posting. That is the best practice. It was the greatest thing ever. It was the greatest fucking thing. And that was back in November. Now, now Eli Lilly is announcing that uh, they are going to be lowering their co-pays on their insulin products to $35 a month. Which is Woo. what the Biden White House is like calling for, but they're not actually going to enforce. With uh, like, we want like the insulin manufacturers to drop their copays, not like all of the other associated costs. It's like thirty five dollars for, for oh, but only for like people on Medicare. Uh, even though Medicare is going to be out of money in a few years because we don't want to get rid of the fucking payroll tax caps because God forbid rich people have to pay for things. <sighs> I know. Medicare's been on the chopping block since fucking Obama, so 
I mean, Whatever. I really argue like that started in the Clinton years as well. Cause like that was okay. when Medicare's been Democrats on the chopping really block started since... forever. <laughs> it's been on the chopping since block for a long time. To some degree. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. If it weren't for the Soviet Union, that shit wouldn't exist at all. Guaranteed. No, it wouldn't. That that is one hundred percent true. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Really, can I say something? Like, yes, y'all out there can cancel me for this. Cancel them, folks. Yeah, but if Putin actually wants to bring back the Soviet Union, and like there would be a legitimate like check of power on the American Union or the American Empire, I should say, I think that would be better for the world yeah. than what we have now. So cancel me if you want. Uh, yeah. I actually don't think Putin should be the ruler of this. Uh, if this was an outcome, no, but, that would be like, the Russian oligarchs should get the fuck out of there, of course. But you know, if there was some communist superpower out there that wasn't so wishy-washy about it, like China is. America would would have to start giving concessions that they are taking back that existed during those times. So yeah, it would also have to stop acting like a homicidal child in a candy store, just raining death and destruction with impunity everywhere. It still would do that, but in places that weren't so visible. What I'm saying is, it would have to like step that back to to an extent because there would be another there superpower to hold them, to hold them to account. <laughs> There was a war during the Cold War called the Vietnam, though, Joe. I mean, like, th- that would still happen. That was a proxy oh, war dude. in which... That was, like, one of so fucking many, though. Yeah. They would still happen, Joe. It just wouldn't happen out in the pu- in public so much. They would just have to find new justifications to do the same shit. Yeah. 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 But it wouldn't be as severe as, like, what we've Time done is a flat circle. <laughs> war is a force that gives a us... a flat moving, circle, so. and... I mean, I guess that's good in a way, because it means, uh, perhaps, the return of socialism, but I don't know about all that other shit. It was socialism the whole damn time. <laughs> and then the astronaut shoots the other one in the head, yeah. Always was. So Eli Lilly lowering its copay is not really, like, out of the kindness of their heart, because this was announced by Eli Lilly on their investor relations page, and they highlighted this as a, the potential growth in their customer base by lowering copays. And the fucked up thing is that, like, that's actually true. Like, there are people that can't get their fucking insulin because yeah. they can't afford it. People are going to die of diabetes. So, like, uh, yes, I, I have the, have. it, it I will have the expand here. their customer base because they won't be fucking dead. You know what I mean? They'll be able yeah. to actually so get the, the medicine change, they need. The, the point I'm getting at is it's not because they're like, oh, we're going to do a nice thing. Oh, we oh, want, like, absolutely. to maximize... Yeah the return we can get the shareholders. That's the reason we're doing this. We're not doing this because, like, we found some, like, measure of, like, compassion or empathy. No, it's the thank you for smoking dynamic. Yeah. So <laughs> the changes would help around two, to quote Wait, Reuters. Go, whoa, whoa. Cha- what is the thank you for smoking dynamic? I've seen that movie. I just don't remember. All their customers were dying. So that the guy said that on, on stage. He was like, so that would be a terrible business model for us. Why would we sell a product... That kills people. How on earth would Big Tobacco profit off of the loss of this young man? Now, I hate to think in such callous terms, but if anything, we'd be losing a customer. It's not only our hope, it's in our best interest 
to keep Robin alive and smoking. That's ludicrous. Ah, uh, I get it. To quote Reuters, the changes could help around 2 million people pay for life-sustaining drugs, although many of those people, including some of the 3.3 million on Medicare, already pay $35 a month or less for insulin, that which is about 20% with private insurance and the 17% of the insulin users who are uninsured stand to benefit. Eli Lilly, along with Sanofi and uh, Novo Nordisk, make up 90% of the U.S. market for insulin, and they are the only three companies in the world that hold the patent rights to insulin. Eli Lilly's shares were up 1.3% at $315.30 on this news. 8.4 million people of the 37 million people in the United States with diabetes use insulin. So this would help only about a quarter of those people. And hold on a second. Can we just consider the how dystopian it is that a handful of pharmaceutical yeah. manufacturers have the patent on a fucking chemical that the human body produces naturally? Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to. Yeah. Basically, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Too Continue. poor to be able to live. There are people who are who literally cannot afford. No, Joe, you're to not going to consider it. You're just going to keep moving. No, <laughs> no, I'm considering the fact that like you have three companies that have the patent rights to a chemical that millions of people cannot live, literally exist without. If a diabetic goes 48 hours without insulin, they will die. And three companies hold the patent rights well, to this chemical. I mean, they might not necessarily like, die. They will end it. They yeah, will definitely go into some kind of ketoacidosis, <laughs> and then that hospital bill might bankrupt them for sure. But uh, my point is, there's always they more money insulin, to be squeezed die. out of a dying patient. I'll tell you that. Just give them some bananas. They'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Eli Lilly is forecasted to butter. make thirty billion dollars <laughs> next year. Thirty billion? Yes. That's a lot of money. How much? Like, you ever think about like, oh, these companies—they're making like this many billion. It's like, how many? How many? How much? Like, how much do you need to run a company like and not tank it? You know, like, do you need that much money? You got to charge so much for your fucking drugs too. Thirty billion? Where the fuck? Are they? That's Jesus that's Christ. what I was driving towards. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. We would have gotten way off base if you weren't carefully yeah. driving us towards. Towards the that. Wall. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Oh, it's cool. Joe, we love you. Are you going to talk about how Biden is awful with the student loans? Well, I mean, not. Well, actually, I want. I'm curious how you're going. Or are you done with Evangel uh, Eli Lilly? <laughs> for now. Okay, for now. Oh, we're going to come back to that corpse. Is there more to pick over? I assume we'll do something really shitty in a few months. Or, or what else the do they sell? What else? What other? What other? They sell a bunch of different pharmaceuticals. They sell a bunch of things, but that's like the biggest ticket item that they have. The main one is their their main ticket event. Their main that's, ticket yeah, fighters. The main ticket is event their fucking is their insulin. That's their top. That's their top. That's their top income. build contender. We got our insulin over here. Oh man, I love it when they had them in the old ass fucking. Wonder if they have watch like the, the Nick. That's a great show. Shit yes, it is a great show. Website. Yeah. Oh, they do have a list of shit on the website. Oh, uh, of course. Of course, they're gonna gloat about it. What are you talking about? You know, they're fucking like happy. They're like whatever. The CEO, whoever the fuck, Eli Lilly himself. I don't know. The ghost of Eli Lilly like jerks off the whole concept that he like owns all the insulin. Like, eh. dude, I've taken it. like half the shit that they have patents for. That's a lot of their <laughs> shit. Like, you mean like over your lifetime, not at once, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I meant all at the same time. I just all take at all the same the, time. I took all of the insulin medicine, including the Tadalafil. I take it all and I'm fucking rock hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. There's a monster in the streets. Insulin is now $35 a month or less. That got a big, it's right on their fucking website. My God, these craven assholes. All right. (laughs) Let's talk about the Supreme Court. So we had to deal with uh, eight old white people and a, well, one black woman basically be like, why the fuck are we helping these people? Wait a second. There is definitely a black man in the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I, I honestly forget that. Let's not forget Clarence Thomas, dude. I mean, well, he's an I mean, asshole. He's like a capitalist pig, so I kind of forget that sometimes. Yeah, but, but they call, yeah, but he has a fucking race. <laughs> he's like weirdly. I, I just forget that there are like Republicans who are not actually like old white men. He's on like the fascist end of the separatist spectrum. And there's three women of color on the fucking Supreme Court, by the way. So yeah, we have like you can do woke fascism in any number of ways you want. This is just yeah. one of the configurations. Well, one of the liberal justices basically argued against student debt cancellation. So being a person of color, I guess, uh, doesn't really matter when you are a capitalist. No, I know. That's exactly what we were saying. No, but Kagan argued against it, right? Uh, No, it's Sotomayor, who is allegedly supposed to be the most liberal of the bunch. Hmm. You can't really be a fucking liberal of the bunch when you get voted in by like... Barack Obama. Yeah, centrist liberal. Yeah. As effectively as a, yeah. Like, there needs to be a consensus in the Congress and shit, so kind of by definition, being the most liberal of the bunch just means you're, like, more conservative than the most conservative democrat basically the most most conservative (laughs) we we mean like in like a A hayekian liberal what the fuck what did you just say or milton friedman would actually be a better example a hysterectomy no serious what the fuck okay liberalizing like really liberal like adherent of Friedmanite like free market uh Yeah, like Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin's a liberal. He has he has high level ideas. Uh yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. The most liberal of the bunch is basically like, yeah, like you got like the least offensive version of like Dave Rubin, who has like unchecked power for life. Hey brain is still in recovery mode from all these important high level ideas. <laughs> yeah, Clarence Thomas has been on the fucking Supreme Court Longer than anyone else currently, but he's not the chief justice, and that must be embarrassing. If the dial of ideas was turned to low for the last few years, it's quickly moving into the hot position. It's quickly moving into the hot position. What the fuck? Clarence Thomas has been on the Supreme Court for so long that I'm pretty sure the Soviet Union still existed when he got put on the bench. No, 1991. One year, two years off, sorry. The Soviet Union. No, Soviet Union got dissolved in 91. Okay, well, fine. No, I thought it officially ended. It did it officially. I thought it was officially ended. In, okay, whatever. No, it was just fucking. It was. It was dying. It was done yes. for. But uh, it was still. Yeah, I thought it was done for existed. by like eighty nine. Yeah, it was like. All right. Well, it was dying. As all right. All right. He he's grandfathered in. He's grandfathered. I have a question. But he also put his pubes on a pe- on a Pepsi. Are you perhaps thinking of the fall of the Berlin Wall? I was thinking that's probably what happened. Yeah, probably. Because that was like the unofficial end of the show. That was like there was. Like 
like nothing socialist left. It was just kind of guy with a weird birthmark eating Pizza Hut. Bush v. Gore. I I still think about that meme when Gorbachev died. Did you get to Pizza Hut? Yes. What did it cost you? Everything. Everything. Did who get the Pizza Hut? Gorbachev, because he famously did a a Pizza Hut commercial in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking death. Fucking silly boy. And his daughter was May like a model for piss. Chanel or whatever. Some Western nice. fashion company. She's hot. That's cool. No, she was a child. <laughs> oh. She was Jesus. a child. That's not cool. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't give me her an age. She could have been like 22. Don't run for office in Russia. Thank you, Joe Rogan. I won't. Maybe it was his granddaughter. Now that, I, now that you say that, it pr- I don't probably... Was too right. young to be his daughter. Moving on. With the, that dude's the, balls what, were what fucking. Fuck? It just had sawdust in them. Balls. What the fuck? <laughs> so. Oh my god. Fuck that guy. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> Honestly. Come on. All right. Fuck Mikhail Gorbachev. May he rest in piss. All right, talk about the fucking talk about the student, please. So, speaking <laughs> of other old assholes, to quote John Roberts, <laughs> who was basically complaining about why this shouldn't be a thing. Quote: We're talking about a half trillion dollars and forty-three million Americans. Referring to the number of affected borrowers, Justice Samuel L. Alito indicated that the ordinary colloquial meaning of major <laughs> questions. Samuel L. Alito. <laughs> I pronounce Samuel Alito. Uh, There's too many goddamn bills. Samuel L. Jackson on my motherfucking yeah. desk. <laughs> and he's like, like what? Like this is like, oh, like this is a, this this is so much money that Congress should be in charge of dealing with this. Uh, Wait, what the fuck, Joe? You totally just got lost there. Start over, dude. <laughs> so basically, uh, John Roberts indicated. I'm quote. I'm just gonna quote. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna quote the New York Times here. I don't know why. I don't know. Talking about the Supreme Court in uh student loans. Quote John Roberts indicated the administration had acted without sufficiently explicit congressional authorization, which is bullshit, to undertake one of the most ambitious and expensive executive actions in the nation's history, violating the separation of powers principles. Um no it didn't. What the fuck are you doing? Learn to read. Quote, I think the most casual observers would just say that if you're going to give that much amount of money, if you're going to affect the obligations of that many Americans on on a subject that's of great controversy, they would think that's something for Congress to deal with. And Roberts is basically going off of this idea of the major questions doctrine, which requires that government initiatives with major political and economic consequences to be clearly handled by Congress. So when they're complaining about major questions and Roberts is complaining about how this is like a half trillion dollar program affecting 43 million Americans, he's like, well, this is really something for Congress to do. With, you know, the subtext of that being the understanding that Congress is incapable of doing pretty much anything at this point. So like, by we want Congress to do this. We really mean we just don't want this to happen, period. I don't know. It's still a little bit more democratic than fucking nine people deciding the fate of the country. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not to say that it has a particularly good chance of being resolved in the Congress, but uh, if I could pick. I mean, preferably, I would prefer that the Supreme Court just not exist. Yeah, I would. I hope they all die, preferably. <laughs> I agree with that. But they're statement. not. Even they're the not nice dead, ones. So. Sadly, 
none of them are going to die anytime soon. So preferably, Joe, you would prefer that the president would make a mandate and it would be stuck to. Okay. Basically. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a man mandate. Because the Supreme Court has there's no checks and balances on it realistically. So like the yeah, Supreme Court is basically I agree uh, they should usurp the power oh, of the legislative branch. Man even though they are an unelected entity. Equal. Like yeah, the so you would want it so Well I'd rather have like <laughs> elected officials be doing this yeah. shit. Yeah. So you basically agree with John Roberts? Yeah. Okay. That was what I said, dude. And you Wait, what the fuck? I'm so confused. So <laughs> I mean, I think we all kind of agree with this though. Which I know, I know underneath that means that like the Supreme Court doesn't want to do anything about it. I get that, yeah. But good. In this case, fucking good, because they all suck. They would rule the wrong way okay. if it's up to them. The only question I have about that is like, are they actually gonna like make a ruling or like no, is there an apparatus where they kick it back to Congress or what the fuck's going on? This is from uh they started hearings uh yesterday. Day on two Supreme Court cases about the debt, and if it gets kicked down back to the courts, what would happen is that the program would just be dead. The problem with that is, is the Biden administration has already announced that what they're going to do is they're turning on the loan payments within 90 days of the court making a decision one way or the other, regardless of whether there is any student debt relief. Yeah, then what Jesus. the fuck is the point, dude? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's why sad. this is a problem. I hate this place. Because, yes, Roberts is right about that. But there's like 45 million Americans, myself included, who are going to be fucked if there is no student debt cancellation. Because we're still going to be stuck with the loans being turned back on in three months, regardless of whether or not we get any relief. This is wild, 90% of student borrowers are not in a financial position to be able to afford to handle the interest rates. This is so much weird, like, Orwellian bullshit. Because the truth is that corporate-captured elites in the U.S. government, all of them want poor people to fucking suffer, but they're all afraid to say it publicly. So they're just trying to shove responsibility for... Yes, exactly. ...immiserating people onto each other. It's kind of uncomfortable to hear myself say corporate-captured elites like that, but it is undeniably the case. On one hand, we're acknowledging that political power in the United States is not built on a moral and scientific ideological foundation, but rather on marketing, on messages conducive to the growth of industry, to the profits of companies that advertise on news networks, and to the legitimacy and supremacy of the structures of power that already exist. Thus, people with aspirations to entrench themselves in those power structures must play the game. They must adequately convey their seriousness about protecting existing mechanisms for cementing the American socioeconomic order if they want their messages to be heard by the masses. They must surrender their most radical positions as to have a fighting chance in the narrow political landscape and to maintain whatever political power they hold. In this sense, yes, politicians, especially those running in the major parties, are puppets of capital and thus subservient to capitalism and capitalists like you and I. On the other hand, they're not just selling their labor, they're selling ours too. They're selling our agency. And they're not just selling it to the capitalist class, they're also trying to convince us of their bullshit too. They want our votes, our confidence, our reverence. They're not victims of capitalism, they're beneficiaries. The ruling class has a power-sharing agreement. The state protects the private sector, 
and the private sector protects the state. And everybody Yeah, that's what I've been is... saying this whole time about the student debt program, is that they don't want it to be implemented because the White House has explicitly said they don't want this to happen because it would create a precedent for future student debt relief programs. You know what it's going to create, though? A bubble that's going to burst. So what, what uh, is effectively happened? I thought that was like a champagne a, bottle. A giant uh, <laughs> circle jerk for the last six months or so of like the Biden administration like, oh, it's caught up in court. So we, we tried to do this thing, but those evil Republicans shut it down. So we're not going to do the student debt relief. You know, we promised that, you know, if you vote for us, we'll do the thing, but we're not actually going to. So you're going to have to come and vote for us in two years. But we'll tell you in two years that well, if you vote for us this time, this time, we'll actually do the thing. So we can just dangle out this carrot in front of you. Yeah, already. I don't think that's going to work because enough people are going to be fucked over that it's like it's too little too late. It's pretty cool that Brett Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas were open to like participating in a circle jerk, though. Kind of surprised. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I don't know, man. People change, I guess. Yep. Oh, I'm stretching. Sorry. Oh. Viewers, Scott is stretching. Shut the viewers. Viewers. Fuck, what are you talking about? Listeners, viewers, <laughs> whatever the fuck. No one's fucking. We ain't got a video on this shit. Jews. Jews. <laughs> Jews. <laughs> it sounded like I said Jews there. I did not mean to. You didn't say folks. Jews. So I was going to talk about Section 230 if these if these jokesters. Anyways, no, I love them. Uh, yeah, so Section 230, if anybody knows what that is. It is a, basically, it gives websites the protection. Basically, it makes them not liable for the content that is uploaded to their platforms, more or less. Mm-hmm. It prevents websites like YouTube or entities like Google from getting sued out of fucking oblivion. And basically what happened is this case is Gonzalez versus Google, where this family is suing Google for hosting ISIS videos because one of their loved ones died in a terrorist attack. So far, the courts have fallen back on uh, Section 230, and it's all—it's gotten all the way to the Supreme Court. Even though I don't know really much, like how likely this will happen, but like it has a—it has the potential of being repealed. Which yeah, you um, can say goodbye to this fucking show if that happens. Yeah, there's a lot of things that would have to that would go like all social media would basically go away if that. Bye bye. Like, but at the same time, Congress could again, but Congress can't get anything done right now. Like Congress could build provisions to beef up uh, Section 230, regardless of this. But like you know, I don't know. Uh, so it's 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 um it could be pretty bleak. But I'm kind of like mad at this family i know their son died in a terrorist attack or whatever but it's i mean like, like yeah because the entity to blame is isis and not google you know <laughs> like that i like i get it like i get why you think <laughs> yeah. that google the one time is, google like, is somewhat, a lesser evil yeah no like exactly like i get why you think google is responsible for this but like <sighs> Man. They, I don't think they like, do. Like they probably just want fucking. They want someone to blame, and I understand, you know. But it's ISIS. If you want to like sue the FBI or something, go ahead. The family of Malcolm X is like suing the FBI for like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, like yeah, and the NYPD. Do that, fucking do that, because the ramifications there. There's no way that a ruling in favor of the plaintiff would have like massive negative effects on the rest of the populace. In this case, 
all you're doing is like spreading the misery. Mm. One of the couple of fucking things I can say about the United <laughs> States that is cool is that like if you're going to get sued for defamation or something, they have to go through a discovery process. And the person filing the suit, if it comes out that whatever they were accused of is true, that person will lose the suit. Whereas like in the UK, if you say something bad about somebody else, even if it's 100% true, you can still get fucking sued. However, uh, in the last episode, I incorrectly attributed to the United States. Uh, what did I say? I said something about how uh, we have like the lowest amount of child labor in the world or something. I looked for a long time to try and back up those statistics. I could not find any. Um, all of the like bodies that amalgamate child labor statistics and rank the different countries and different situations around the world like there has never been any data on child labor in the United States probably because it is primarily the United States that is like collecting this data mm. and then pointing the finger at quote unquote undeveloped or underdeveloped countries um however <laughs> one of our listeners uh, by the name of Tony Murphy left a voicemail and uh, pointed us toward a New York Times article. I really hope this is the right article. Wait, did he not, like, what do you mean? Well. Did he not link you, or did he just be like, It was a voicemail. Oh, okay, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. With the title, Alone and Exploited, Migrant Children Work Brutal Jobs Across the U.S. Oh, God. Uh, And this article goes into detail about how probably tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of fucking children as young as 13 are being trafficked for labor many of them are from guatemala because there is both extreme poverty and a horrible job market if you want to know anything about the effects that u.s imperialism have had on central and south america i actually put out a pretty long menagerie patrons already have access to it on what was called the october revolution but in guatemala and it goes into that a little bit um but basically it was uh like the u.s loves doing coups in central and south america and if not orchestrating coups then at least propping up the landlords and the petty bourgeois to um hijack the revolution to advocate for what they want and also kind of compartmentalize the peasantry so that they're incapable of joining like the broader working class to actually facilitate a proletarian revolution but anyway back to this article so yeah a lot of these kids are from guatemala and i feel comfortable saying that savior becerra Health and Human Services. You can probably pin a lot of this on him. He has been fucking horrible on gutting public health care, and he is and you equally know what's horrible. Insane? He was billed as like one of the super progressive cabinet picks. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Mm. By the way, these are unaccompanied minors that are fleeing poverty so that they can work in the United States. Initially, after being processed, they end up in fucking prison camps that people protested uh, when Trump was president and then stopped protesting after Biden became president. Yeah. And Xavier Becerra's policy on this is he wants 20% of those kids to be 
discharged every week. That's basically the only directive. Uh, as long as he can keep the kids moving through the system, it doesn't really matter what happens to them after that. And as a result, some of them maybe end up following up with caseworkers and actually get you know sent to families that are capable of financially supporting them, helping them get enrolled in school, and actually having some kind of stability. But the majority of them end up doing what equates to slave labor, God damn it. working like multiple jobs, 12-hour shifts, being so tired that they literally can't stay awake to attend classes at school. Uh, they are operating machinery that is dangerous for an adult to be operating. They are yep, lifting things that are too heavy for adults to be lifting. Yep. They are basically holed up in shitty places being exploited by, in some cases, just corporations who really couldn't give a shit about the welfare of these children. And in other cases, yeah. people who are essentially professional traffickers, sometimes with the support of their families, you know, back in these very impoverished nations, because they really don't have any other choice because they have the opportunity to possibly work for a U.S. corporation that is operating outside of the United States or send their child to work in the United States at a U.S. corporation. And in neither case will they be earning enough to live anything close to comfortably. So yeah, I 100% retract the kudos that I gave to the United States for cracking down on child labor. Sadly, I was right again. Yes. Yeah. So we can it conclude. Really depressing when I'm right. The kids got small hands. They can fit <laughs> in, the, in the machinery. You do not have to give it to America. No. Once again. That's it. And you know what's really insane about the child labor thing? It's both parties who are that it exists? I mean, it is. It's insane that it exists, but like the Democrats are actually pushing the envelope on child labor laws in Colorado and Minnesota, both states in which Democrats control the governorship and both chambers of the legislature. They are pushing to loosen child labor laws to allow for children as young as 14 to be pressed into the workforce because they can't find people who are legally adults to do the really shitty menial labor for almost no money. So it's not just like it's just Republicans doing this. There are Democrats who actually control the levers of power within their own states that are trying yeah. to enact the wet dream of like the New Hampshire Libertarian Party. Yeah, the Democrats are now the pro-child labor party. That's weird. This is happening in places that I would never associate with. Places and spaces. Like libertarian ideology. Like fucking. Vermont. Like who would. I, I didn't even know that. Really? I almost just said I didn't even know that there were children in Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> what are you. They're just elderly hippies. It's too many too forests, forests for the, for the kids. kids. It does seem like a weird place to end up working like a fucking underpaid factory at job like as a JBS, child. At like a JBS like meat packing plant. At like I a mean, cereal box. That one photo packaging. of that 13 year old child at the meat packing plant dealing with the chemicals was like one of the most soul crushing things I've seen in a while. Oh, see, I didn't, I wasn't subject what? to those because I, yeah. this was paywalled for me, so I didn't get the pictures, but uh, I, I did put that picture in the thread. I know, I'm sorry. I just, I wanted a PDF. What can I say? Where's the That's okay. Joe's got to be like the depressing guy.
You know, all things considered, Where's given all the fucking of the picture? depressing shit I subject myself to so that you guys don't have to, I'm a pretty positive person. Fuck all off, nostalgia critic. <laughs> Just kidding. Predictably, one of the worst places to be an immigrant child in the United States is Florida. Are you going to talk about the lab leak hysteria? Or do you, yes. want, me to, or do you want me to mention Scott Adams' bullshit? Yes, talk about Scott Adams first, and then we can finish by... <sighs> Scott Adams is a racist piece of shit. That's all we have to say. He labeled black people hate group because a certain percentage of black people said they were never going to be okay with white people because there's a long uh, history of racism and, you know, slavery and all the other shit that happened. So you kind of can't really blame him. Uh, So fuck Scott Adams. Uh, Dilbert's canceled now. And that's funny. Like, that's the way, like, we have to talk about the cognitive dissidence about the fact that the guy that does Dilbert is this, like, wannabe big dick macho, like, men's rights guy <laughs> like it's so strange it's just so weird that like his, like like his 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 comic is like quintessentially about like the working stiff slubby guy and like you think like okay then that must be but then like no he's like just this piece of shit egomaniac garbage man like i don't know everybody sucks no nah, he's not even oh. a garbage man if he was a garbage man he'd be cooler true yeah I meant it more in the... I know. In the Armin White sort of way. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, fuck Scott Adams. And also... Did COVID come from a lab? <laughs> well, I don't know. Jesse, you tell me. I don't know where that voice came from. I don't have any of these articles on hand. Uh, I don't want them in my fucking search history, but... Breaking news. The Department of Energy has released an earth-shattering new report from unnamed sources, primarily comprised of consultants, that uh, the... The lab leak theory of COVID, the Chinese communist lab leak, was in fact the source of the COVID-19 pandemic. Probably asterisk with low confidence, asterisk in a way that apparently doesn't have any impact on the rest of the government. Seven other departments that did their own investigations and were not swayed by this. Yet, somehow, every fucking news outlet on the internet has... Turned this into another moment to criticize the backwardness and intentional malice of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh huh. Literally nothing has changed. Nothing. Not even American intelligence agencies are co-signing this fucking report. They have huh. come out and said that they do not have confidence in this report. So it's just. It's the kind of like of when the head of the CIA said to George Bush that the uh, whole weapons of mass destruction thing was, quote, not a slam dunk. <laughs> exactly. So the, uh, are you surprised the Nazis were influenced by demons? <laughs> but just as fucked up is that the U.S. war machine is like shitting its pants just like rearing to fucking go to war with China, like truly. This is a real look into like how this works. Truly trying to position itself as the defender of all things freedom for future generations against 
Chinese communist indoctrination. And I think Joe is onto something, perhaps, with uh, his... I mean, my feelings about this are not as as honed, I guess. To me, this just seems like another opportunity to find something to blame on China or to, to claim that it was an intentional uh, act of malice. But in this case... It was a Chinese plot. It's a little bit more dangerous of an accusation than, you know, a surveillance balloon because millions of fucking people have died of COVID. Tens of millions. You'd basically be blaming genocide on an intentional cover-up by the Chinese government, which I cannot eat. I went off on the fucking Discord server about how mundane the process of a virus naturally mutating favorable characteristics actually is. It happens every fucking year with multiple viruses. The reason we have to manufacture a new influenza vaccine every year is because as viruses copy themselves, they make fucking mistakes. Essentially, every single time. Every single time they make a mistake, that results in a mutation. Imagine with probably trillions of virions circulating around the fucking world. Imagine that not one naturally evolves some kind of mechanism to be more transmissible. It is fucking impossible. It is brain mush shit to think that. Anyways, pass it on to Joe. So my theory about my theory about about this accusation about this stuff. from the Department of Energy. You got people like Chris, Crystal Ball, who, like, she's always kind of had sus vibes because of the fact that she associates with, like, Sagar and Jetty, who's basically an open fascist. But that's a whole is other she, thing yeah, for another day. But the point is, is like, U.S. government is, is, for, like, three, four years now, just said nothing on the matter. They have not really said anything one way or the other. And then conveniently... Three days after the People's Republic of China unveils a 12-point peace proposal to end the conflict in Ukraine, which is literally the last thing the United States wants to do, because how are we going to continue our agenda of eastward expansion of NATO? And even if it is solely performative, good on them. I don't care if their intentions are pure or not. The United States has made absolutely no attempt whatsoever to de-escalate. The opposite of uh, trying to de-escalate. Because the Joint Chiefs of Staff said in December, uh, I posted them to the Discord because... Cutting this out in post, just so you know. So the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who he's like the top general in the U.S. military, and he said on the record, quote, Ukraine was unlikely to make substantially greater battlefield gains and should move to the bargaining table because a military victory is not achievable at this time. This was in a uh, New York Times article. The, the very next sentence, the White House quickly squashed all, all talk like that. Even fucking Henry Kissinger is like, the only rational outcome at this point is a negotiated peace. Henry Kissinger, yeah, who dude. oversaw like the illegal bombing of like Laos and Cambodia, is like, the only way this can end that doesn't like accidentally spiral World into World War Three is a negotiated peace settlement. So like, it's really not in the US's interest to have this thing end because what is the point of propping up a fascist government in Ukraine as a uh, prelude to just basically privatizing this country as like a colony. We are turning Ukraine into a colony. Like that is... Basically. 
ending this conflict would get in the way of that. So yes. the United States is opposed to this peace proposal. They actually, uh, U.S. officials told Bloomberg three days before this proposal was unveiled, Bloomberg. before they had even seen the fucking thing, that U.S. is going to reject it. But, and I quote the Bloomberg article, quote, U.S. is concerned that this proposal will resonate with countries in the global south and will garner support in the United Nations, end quote. Yeah, because it's literally the right thing to do. <laughs> like, yeah. It makes me so mad. I there are a few things and, that get me. And this like, proposal this is extremely like level headed. It's like a twelve point proposal, and it's like all basic things like unilateral sanctions that should end. Sovereignty of all countries should be upheld. Yeah. The security of a region should not be achieved by strengthening or expanding military blocks. Ceasefire, peace talks, protection for prisoners of war, stopping yes. attacks on civilians. Those sound like good things. What in the fuck? <laughs> what is so nefarious about these ideas here? In yeah. the, the United States, we waited nine hours to be like, nope, we don't. We reject. We reject this idea. It's it's not reasonable. Actually, no. Uh, it was the Secretary General of NATO, Jen Stoltenberg, who said uh, China has no credibility on the issue. Even though NATO has spent the entire past year just funneling every last fucking weapon it can find into this country. But yeah, China has no credibility. So we we waited nine hours before being like, China's not really being sincere because they they maybe maybe might consider sending some weapons to Russia. Maybe. And we slapped Russia with new sanctions all in the same day. China hasn't actually done for Yeah, we haven't done they Russia haven't done anything yet. What the United States has done for Ukraine, but that is what Blinken is accusing them of doing. Which Blinken. I don't even understand that kind of projection, but whatever. Terrible dude. name. Go off. Fuck you, Blinken. This shit is so dangerous. Like it's fucking unconscionable. Yeah. We are I am like genuinely embarrassed to be an American in a way that I have never been before. Yeah. We're gonna get like all of humanity killed because we're too stupid. I really am considering doing things that I would have to censor out and post. So I'll just spare myself. You walk into a room and like proud to be American starts to play, but then there's like a record, record scratch and it just like stops. <laughs> yeah. He's not proud, folks. Be not proud, America. I don't know why I hit that one, but I did. So yeah, my theory is that the timing of the U.S. accusing China of the lab leak is like basically the subtext of it being like, well... We don't have to. We don't have to listen to anything China says about this crap because they started COVID. That killed more people, mm. right? So like, they might be right I mean, about I this guess, thing, but like, but this is the other yeah. thing that's bad. <laughs> it's just so I mean, insane. Like, it's just such an insane fucking thing to play with. Which is why it's very uncomfortable. Like that Henry Kissinger sounds like the voice of reason in the room, where he's like, "Yeah, this needs to end because like it could snowball into something worse that could lead to like a nuclear war. So like, this needs to end." Well, that's Before why we Lenin die. quoted rich banker douchebags in uh, the imperialism pamphlet. He wanted to show people that this, the situation is so dire and so obvious that like not even the bourgeoisie, they don't even pretend to believe something else. Huh. You know, we don't have to debate the merit of it or like whether or not it's happening. Like they're saying it's happening. They're doing it. They're talking about it. They are telling you that that's what they're doing. <laughs> so maybe we should not do that anymore. <laughs> Were we actually going to talk about AI or we just. Yeah, go ahead and talk about it. I don't have anything to say. I think we did it at the beginning. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right then we did it. We did it, folks. Uh. Yeah. We did. Um, I, I reach back. I, I pull it. I pull an arrow. 
out from his from my quiver quiver and i and i shoot it directly at scott adams's head and he's dead now so we don't have to talk about him anymore andrew tate as well he's dead these people are dead they're they were that's why we don't talk about them on our shows it's not because they're like it's not because we don't want to it's just because they're dead you know mm-hmm. that's why <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with that my name is uh scott follow me sweaty wife instagram letterboxd if you like joe what's up with you fucking uh i am joe guy. i'm basically when i am when i have free time of just watching the red Sox whenever possible because that is my primary coping mechanism for like six months of the year with you know the stress of existence didn't they just have the super game though wrong sport uh he's jesse <laughs> And I'm Jesse, and you can find my music on SoundCloud.com slash ContingenceBoston, C-O-N-T-I-N-G-E-N-T-E, Boston. And uh, I do have a slam recommendation. Della, della, squeeze. Your squeeze. slam recommendation is squeeze. an album entitled Orgies of Sadism. <laughs> Orgies of Sadism. And the band is Turbidity. What does that mean? It's kind of hard to explain. It's like a quality that like liquids have. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. It's I like when it. it's like murky. <laughs> it's like murky. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. No, that's. No, I That's don't the perfect that. response. That's the perfect response. Turbidity <laughs> is the state of or quality of being clouded or opaque, usually because of suspended matter or stirred up sediment. Okay. I feel like murky is a pretty good uh, synonym. And they are from Indonesia. Oh. Yes. Cool. They're from West Java. Java's crazy. Like, the geography of Java is fucking crazy. How so? Because it's basically just a big, big volcano. Yeah, that is cool. It's not literally a big volcano, but it's part of a volcanic arc called the Sunda Arc. Java has 45 active volcanoes and almost 150 million people live on it. Damn, this island looks cool. That is a cool cool looking island, I gotta say. Yeah, you can find us. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. But more importantly... Patreon at Epic Incredulity. You can get those melanges early. You love them. You listen, you educate yourself on some theory. <laughs> I, I finally found it's the... Uh, do. Why, do you keep kind ca- of why do you keep calling it melange? Did I what? call it a melange again? <laughs> Menagerie. I can't... Is it Menagerie. a bit? Is it a bit? Or no, do I just keep actually... forgetting. I just keep forgetting. I, I'm just an idiot. I still don't actually know what that means, melange. It's not a fucking bit. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what the fuck is that picture? It's the the picture I was talking about earlier about like the, Joe, the child laborer in the meat. It's not like plant. we wanted to see this either, but yeah, thanks, Joe. Oh uh, yeah, like you just stare into the sun. You're just like yeah, 
This is awesome. It's not. It's I. I already said it's like. Why are you posting this? Because <laughs> if I have to, because you suffer, have to share it. You guys got to share the pain too sometimes. Yeah. You fucking quoting fucking Doug Walker earlier. Realistically, like the person who I'll has to suffer so is this to. fucking child who's being exploited by well, the obviously. American market. Child is upsetting me. This country is fucked up, dude. This country is yeah, fucking like... garbage. Anyways, that's the end of the show. The, no, it's not. Yeah, but thank, but oh god, <laughs> what <laughs> is happening here? Though. But Shut tank, up. but tank though you fucking, <laughs> you know what? Get to go invest in a tank to fucking. Where was this plant? Fucking these CEOs who who use the child labor. Kill them all. Kill everybody. Kill all the rich. Just kill everyone. Yeah. Embracing entropy, twenty twenty three. Technically, empathy though. No, it's we're not let, leaving the system. I. Oh my god. Two different words. It's okay. It's okay, Scott. I know entropy. It's not technically that because we're not leaving the old system to rot. We're replacing it, dude. That's what well, I'm trying to say. Oh, now I get what you're saying. I think technically communism is closer to entropy because it's kind of like the natural state gonna, it's like a natural state of equality it's like the lowest I'm gonna find a dictionary and just fucking burn it it's like the state of <laughs> lowest energy i'm gonna look that up too god this is like the dictionary.com episode i'm bad about it yeah entropy oh god. anyways yeah embrace the embrace Embrace it. Just embrace whatever. Yeah. No. 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 This is your tank. This is. I. I believe that my what I said was justified. It is a hypothetical. It exists. Hold on. It is two different words. It is a hypothetical tendency for the universe to attain a state of maximum homogeneity in which all matter is at a uniform temperature. So, entropy on like a sociological level would be a society in which. We all have like equivalent worth, where we all have uh, equivalent status. It's classlessness, right? Yes. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess. All right, Joe. You know what? Fine. And it's a malapropism. It's not that one of them isn't a fucking word. Malapropative. Mal. Mal- Malapropism. Yeah, I really used the dictionary.com. Mal, so. Malapro. Malapro. Malapropism. <laughs> <laughs> A <bunch of> An <laughs> act or habit of misusing words ridiculously. <laughs> or, ba- yeah, like basically, or using words, like saying words incorrectly. Especially by the confusion of words that are similar in sound. There you go, exactly. Malapropism. Well, there you have it.
Thanks well, for listening. It, Thanks for listening to the epic of incredulity. Yeah, thank you for listening to the epic of <laughs> inherity or something. Whatever. I'm genuinely tired. I've had a fucking.